everybody owns revenue. It is not sales responsibility. It's not just the finance department's responsibility. Everybody in a company, and particularly in the B2B world, owns revenue. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. Here we go. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I know we're running a few minutes behind. I'll do my best to keep us on track. So just a few things about me. Probably many people in the room don't know who Lean Data is. We are a data provider that connects all the critical CRM data and marketing automation data to your revenue processes. We're a sponsor here. Hopefully you can go check us out. But a little bit about me and why this topic is really important to me is I come from a world of data and analytics. I spent a part of my career working for Informatica in the early data warehouse days. I've also worked for some BI companies and analytics companies. So I think for all of us on the sales side, data is the center of what we do. Um, you've got to have great data to be able to deliver the results. And we'll talk a little bit about that. I don't believe that sales and marketing alignment is sort of this checkbox. I actually believe it's foundational. And I'm sure this is mostly a sale. Actually, how many people in here are from the marketing side? Fantastic. So I think more and more we're seeing that sales and marketing are truly revenue teams. They're in it together. It's not a sales or marketing. It used to be big S, little m. Now it's one team. And we talk about revenue teams and the collaboration and the bringing together of those skill sets is more critical than ever. I've got a lot of experience in big companies, small companies. Yes, I did work for Steve Jobs. I spent the early part of my career at Apple and then at Next. And he is the master in understanding brands and connecting with people, which this conference is all about. So hopefully I can share a little bit of that with you. And then finally, I've spent the last 12 years in the SaaS space. So I've been with Lean Data about eight months, uh, and I'm very happy to be here today. And hopefully you will find this useful. All right, so we're going to talk today about a concept called revenue ops. So what I would tell you today is that everybody owns revenue. It is not sales responsibility. It's not just the finance department's responsibility. Everybody in a company, and particularly in the B2B world, owns revenue. And the idea of revenue ops is still fairly nascent. Not everybody has a revenue ops leader or revenue team. But we've done some research. I'll share a little bit of that today. And we'll talk about some concepts as it pertains to the data that's necessary to really power revenue operations. So no surprise, it's a siloed universe. So when you talk about revenue operations, you're usually talking about a sales ops team. And they have a whole set of data and metrics that they track separately. You've got a marketing ops team, and they're chartered with an entire different focus, usually around generating leads for pipeline. Sometimes these things are not at all connected. And then often there's a customer ops focus, particularly at B2B brands that are selling through a SaaS model. You know, CSMs play a big part of the revenue cycle. So it's very disparate out there. There's, we're building teams that are completely disconnected, and they all have different data requirements. But the only metric that truly matters and that we should all be caring about is revenue. It doesn't matter who you report to or how you're organized. Company revenue and growth is the most important metric. And this is where we have to break down the silos and all get together for a common cause. So I'm going to dissect this just a little bit in my short time with you today. 
And we kind of look at three particular areas. The first in any company, when you're looking at a revenue op structure, is culture and people, because we are all human beings and we all come about our daily jobs differently. Data is obviously central to the equation. I'll speak a little bit about that. And then the process elements, how you actually put it all together. So in terms of the culture, we talked about the silos. I love this particular cartoon with people in pens. But it's, it's really about the idea that people do live in these silos, and we place people organizationally in these structures. And, and it's difficult to break down the barriers. And so the, the thing here is that we have to figure out how to create better communication and metrics that are shared and common across these groups. You may not own all of the operation functions, but if even philosophically you can get people thinking about an overall revenue op structure, and having cross-communication between all these areas, it's quite helpful. The next area is the data. You know, everybody talks about dirty CRM data. You know, we import a bunch of data. We pull data from different systems. We're all trying to measure differently. You have to have good data quality. You have to have a common set of metrics. And each of these teams is looking at different aspects of the data, whether it be pipeline or win rates or opportunity velocity, whatever it is, you've got to have common vernacular about how you're talking about the data and then certainly, you know, metrics. And then there's really the process. You know, when it comes to expediting your revenue process, how do you get the right data, the right people at the right time? You know, if that's just routing leads to the right people, having stuff that matches the right accounts, you know, having data and shared metrics from a marketing attribution perspective, you've got to have the right data and get it to the right people at the right time to be very effective in your revenue operations process. So I'm going to focus a little bit on the domain of revenue ops, which really, in my mind, sort of sits in the data process layers. Culturally, every company is different. Hiring processes, culture, you know, values of the company, you're, you're all going to have to sort of figure that out on your own. I would say cross-communication is the biggest issue, but you've got to have an integrated RevOps process to actually fuel your go-to-market strategies. So even if you don't have a RevOps team today, and I'm going to share some data with you, most don't, you've got to be thinking about a collaborative process where sales, marketing, customer, business ops work together to have some common language around revenue. So we actually uh, put out a survey. You can get it on our website. We did this survey jointly with Sales Hacker, and it's called the State of Revenue Operations. No surprise, when we surveyed folks, everybody's thinking about this topic. Nobody's really done a whole lot. People don't know exactly what's the best way to get started. How do I structure such a team? Who should run it? Who really owns the metrics? What should the metrics be? A lot of great data, but there's a huge opportunity here, but it's not easy. So there's not a recipe book to say, here's how you do it. Here's how you're going to be successful. But I will tell you, all the leading companies are thinking about revenue operations and how to power their business. I absolutely love this quote from Forrester. And effectively, you know, what Allison is saying here is that if we are not actively thinking about a revenue operations process, we cannot fuel our go-to-market processes. And we all know that is the lifeblood of what we do. We are not in a static environment. We have to change our revenue processes on the fly. ABM is not the only answer. We all have multiple solutions for our go-to-market. And you've got to have a process behind that. And we believe there's some opportunity here with revenue ops. 
So I'm going to share a little bit about how I think you can, can get started and be successful with revenue ops. I, again, encourage you to download the survey we did with Sales Hacker. I think there's some very insightful data within that. So let's talk about how to be successful. So number one, align all of the teams around revenue ops. I run marketing at my company, and I get really frustrated when sales talks about, well, I own revenue. You don't own revenue sales. Sales, marketing, customer, everybody owns revenue. It's a company initiative. And you have to start with that sort of philosophical discussion about that. Driving revenue is a hybrid responsibility. I own, a pi- I own 50% of the pipeline number for the company I work for. 50%. So I may not close the deals directly because I don't have commissioned sales reps, but I'm on the hook every single quarter to deliver 50% of the pipeline. That's a hybrid responsibility. The other thing you need to do is really focus on connecting people to the data so that they can get to the revenue process faster. And you could start to make, create some efficiencies in terms of your business process. To do that, you have to understand your data model and understand the kinds of data from your CRM system processes, from your marketing automation processes. You've got to have a common vocabulary. That first slide I showed, sales talks about SQLs and you know, certain metrics. Marketing talks about MQLs and different things. You've got to have a set of metrics that everybody buys into. And then you've got to enable a go-to-market data model. So in the world that Lean Data lives in, the data model includes some very fundamental things like lead to account matching. That is fundamentally a flawed capability in a CRM system. So we help you do that. We route your leads. We get the, the right data to the right people at the right time so you can maximize your revenue opportunities. And then we also provide some context around marketing attribution. So it starts with metrics and understanding what, the, what, what type of things you're trying to track with respect to the revenue process. So no matter what your go-to-market strategies are, and there's a whole multitude of things we're all doing out there. There's people that are following the demand unit waterfall process from serious decisions. We're doing inbound, we're doing outbound. All of us are doing ABM. But again, ABM is not a one-size-fits-all. We're all doing a lot of different things. You've got to have the right data model to process all of this stuff and get it in the hands of sales faster so you can close more deals. So in terms of the takeaways, and I think I'm running actually ahead of time here, which is great, so I'll have some time for questions. What I would encourage you all to do is, first and foremost, systematize your data model for RevOps. Make sure that you're looking at the requirements for sales, for marketing, for customer ops. Get all the information together and put a process in place such that you actually have a data model, you have clean data, you're working from sort of a common framework. The other thing I would encourage you to do is look at your teams. Look at how you're structured, how you're organized. You may not have a CRO today. You may not have a head of RevOps, but you will absolutely have operations people on your teams. Make sure that they are collaborating with other team members and you have the right structure in place because it is a hybrid responsibility. And then really determine what those metrics are. Pipeline, revenue, you know, everything in terms of multi-touch attribution, those are jointly owned by sales and marketing. And where you're doing upsell and cross-sell, certainly your customer organization as well. So I would encourage you to think about these things. I mentioned the report that's available on the Lean Data website or the Sales Hacker website, the State of Revenue Operations. And I hope you uh, take a look at that 
and wish you a good conference. Thank you. So I don't know if I have time for questions uh, or not. Okay. If there's any questions, yes. I have a question. How do you find the balance of getting information from sales teams and the information that would actually help sales ops? Yeah, so, so if, if you all heard that question, and I think it's a really important one because it goes to communication and collaboration. How do you get the information from the rep? We all know that we ask a lot of sales reps to put a lot of information into the CRM system when we know that is not easy and it doesn't happen as frequently as we'd like. I think you've got to have processes in place to collect the data and checkpoints on metrics. I think having a metric framework on what you're trying to track in, it basically enables the, all of the data to be flowing back and forth. So I think it's, it's critical to have those checkpoints, you know, whether you're doing weekly meetings or you know, metrics reviews. I think that's very critical. Any other questions? Quick one over here. So do you do anything uh, in your company or your clients uh, to help with the handoff? So you mentioned you own 50% of the pipeline. But you're still going to depend on sales to close, right? So, like, what do you do to make that bridge and that handoff as smooth as possible and also make sure once the handoff happens, the right things are happening with the uh, opportunities you teed up? Yep, great great question. So, uh, again, I'll, it'll, I, it comes back to having a, a sort of designed process and one that we follow and we hold ourselves accountable to. Um, we also use our own marketing attribution technology, and we look at multi-touch generated pipe. And that is an agreement between sales and marketing where we're really trying to figure out what's coming in from where so that we can tune programs, you know, in participation and cooperation with sales. So it's, it's always sort of a two-way street in terms of tuning and et cetera. But, but marketing attribution and, and having the right analytics in place, I think, is critical for that. Any other questions? Yes. So for sales development in particular, who do you see that reporting to and the opportunity source by that team? How is that attributed between marketing and sales? It's a great question. There's lots of lively debate about ADRs, SDRs, MDRs, pick your acronym, kind of who they should report to, sales or marketing. I think it really depends on the company and and the culture. I mean, I have found personally that most of the ADR, SDR organizations, these are young people that aspire to be sellers. And so often we find them in a selling situation. But it's also important to have certain types of people in the marketing organization to follow up on your inbound activities. So I think there's an outbound strategy, there's an ABM strategy, there's a, you know, an inbound strategy. And so I think it really depends, but it, it could go either way. And at our company, we have it in both areas with different focus. Thank you. All right. I think you have a few minutes left. Hopefully we caught up on time. Thank you very much and have a great conference. Thank you. Ever wonder what happens when you turn down $30 million from Mark Cuban? Or when you take a classic brand like Moon Pie and go totally rogue with their social media? Maybe you've pondered what it would be like to build a social movement around getting people to complete grueling, spear-tossing, mud-covered obstacle courses. Our friends over at HubSpot are launching a new season of the Growth Show podcast and answering questions just like those. It's a weekly show that explores the inspiring stories behind how people grow a business, an idea, or a movement. You can subscribe to The Growth Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts.